In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with my co-host, Jack. Jack, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm really looking forward to it. This is it. This is the end of our really early draft preview shows. So from this week on, we're going to move full on to free agency, and then we're going to be coming back, doing more draft coverage after free agency is all wrapped up. Excellent. And we have got a uh, National College football writer on to finish it off about the uh, running backs, Bill Bender. Bill, how are you? I'm doing well, Paul Jack. Thanks so much for having me on. It's it's good to see uh, some Browns fans overseas. I know how excited they are about the, uh, you know, just this upcoming season, being an Ohio kid, being born in Ohio, knowing the excitement level. I, I can tell you this, since the Browns have come back, I've never been around an off season where there's this much excitement because, as you guys know, the biggest question isn't who's going to be the quarterback. And I think that's where it starts with the offseason. They can look other places finally. Excellent. And uh, Bill, you're in Columbus, yeah? Yeah, I mean, you know, from the Columbus area, there's a small town called Lancaster that, that I'm at right down the road. And, uh, you know, obviously it had a chance to cover the Browns a little bit in the last couple of years. I uh, had a chance to talk to Baker Mayfield a couple of times. And, and like I said, it's, it's a natural fit. Um, the end, the second half of this year, I feel like things really change for the franchise for the better. Excellent. And Bill, let's just, just plug you nice and early. Where can people find your uh, information? Yeah, I'm at sportingnews.com. I'm a year-round college football writer, do a lot of NFL on the side. And, you know, that that's all there. You can find us on Facebook. Twitter, I'm at BillBender92. And... Um, Facebook and we have the Bill Bender page. So all of those places are good. I don't Instagram a lot, but I, you know, I try to occasionally too. Well, 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 Bill, you can follow me, Paul Brown underscore UK. Just getting my plug in there, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love plugging, uh, plugging your yeah, Instagram, your everything else. So, um, so the main thing on this show, so each week we've done a different position as we've gone all the way through. And this week to finish it off, we're doing running backs. So, Here's the question that is sort of the draft community is talking about is will Josh Jacobs go in the first 16 picks? He's sort of the only running back out there. I've heard that people seriously talking about in the first half of the first round. Yeah. And his, this is not your standard deep running back class where you've had a guy like a Gurley or an Elliot or a Barkley at the top of it. That's kind of that running back that you, you view as almost a franchise changer. Jacob's stock really went up late in the season uh you saw him in the Oklahoma game where he was running guys over uh played really well against Clemson he became kind of their de facto running back he's big physical I it'll be interesting I think the combine's big for him because he could be a guy that jumps into that first round and in top 15 pick or it could be one of those drafts as you guys know and this can happen with running backs where he falls into the second or third round no, it's it's going to be interesting. We are obviously hoping as Browns fans that he goes in that top 16 because it may, pushes a, a decent player that we want further down. So the more running backs, the more quarterbacks, the more of them positions we don't need go in the top 16, 
we will be very happy on draft night. That would be interesting, um, you know, because he's a guy. It is a uh, knowing the Alabama stable of running backs. Obviously, Damian Harris is going to be in that discussion as well. Me personally, I kind of prefer Jacobs over Harrison at the next level, though Harrison is one of those guys that was kind of like a locker room guy, right? A lot of leadership, a lot of things to like, but I don't know, you know, just from the standpoint what the Browns are looking at with already having Chubb, that uh, I, I think, you know, I, I would prefer Jacobs over Harris if I'm in that first round discussion. Um, so if we flip it all the way to day three, because if we're going to add a running back, that's what we're looking at. And there's obviously, there was a lot of hype around Duke Johnson. He doesn't get much usage, but that might change for the full off-season with Freddie Kitchens. But who are sort of the running backs on day three that you've liked so far the most as we go into sort of the combine season? Well, if you watch the senior bowl, I mean, Wes Hills is the guy that I had no idea who he was until we got into the draft season. A running back out of Slippery Rock, about 220 pounds impressed that week, had big numbers at that level. It's always hard for me. That's one of my struggles is seeing a guy that plays at a, not in the FBS that's at a lower level, whether it's FCS two or three, because you kind of almost disregard the numbers and you want to see the talent. Well, I think Wes Hills would be one of those guys that if he got drafted, people might shake their head and say, well, who's this guy? Uh, but certainly as far as day three running backs go, he is one that could jump up there. We all saw uh, Rashad Penny do really well at the uh, Senior Bowl last year, and he even went in the first round. Jack, does that give you tremors thinking about us taking a uh, RB in the first round? Hey, you know, I'm not a fan of running backs uh, until we get to day three. I think that's the sweet spot where you, you can get the real talent. And uh, as we saw last season, uh, Philip Lindsay wasn't even good enough to go to the combine and had an incredible season, um, and he went undrafted undrafted was he off top yeah undrafted so it shows you can get a running back anywhere and you can get production so uh, for me I'm really excited that we might get something in sort of the sixth seventh round um are there any other names that have stood out there for you yeah I mean sure this then you got the guys that I was used to covering uh a guy like Dexter Williams from Notre Dame though I think he's more of a day two running back David Montgomery at Iowa State was a guy tough runner Fits what Cleveland might want. You know, 5'11", 220. I think his 40 time might be interesting, but I just know he's an after-contact type runner that I was always impressed with with Iowa State. A guy, uh, a couple guys that I don't know if they're every down running backs at the next level, but I enjoyed watching. Daryl Henderson, obviously, was the speed guy. And in that scheme the Browns run, he could be interesting. You know, Duke Johnson became an interesting player on – you know, those sweeps and the, the, the type of plays that Freddie Kitchens was calling. So Daryl Henderson's one, a burner, uh, game breaker for them. Jalen Moore at Appalachian State, uh, a guy that all, all I know with him is whenever I watched him, the guy produced. So whatever the measurables turn up or the 40s turn up, I don't care. I think he's a guy who averaged almost six yards a carry. And I always look at that with college running backs. I don't know what the exchange rate is sometimes. But if a guy averages over six yards per carry in college and it flirts with seven yards per carry, I don't care what team he's on, he's going to be pretty good. No, uh, that's some names out there. And it's going to be exciting because who knows where the um, Browns are going to go in those later rounds. Um, we could definitely always look to upgrade pieces. If you had to guess now, and it is really early before we go into the combine, um, 
what would be your prediction for the Browns first and second round? So pick 17 and pick 49. Another piece to um, build around that defense that already has, you know, Garrett and um, Ogba and, and some guys that are going to be really aggressive. I don't know how I, – I just think if you want a defensive end or a defensive tackle – this is draft where that's not going to be a problem because that was the deepest position in college football this year. Are you guys thinking more receiver or are you thinking defensive end, defensive lineman? Different views between the pair of us. So I'm really keen to look at a uh, um, offensive tackle if we can find one personally. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of interest out there on the D-line. I would love to pick up Trey Flowers in free agency. So lots of different people come on. And we've had a fantastic range of answers. We've had cornerbacks. We've had defensive ends. We've had defensive tackles. Um, I don't know if we've had a wide receiver. Um, We've had a really good mix. What about you, Paul? Uh, Tight end. Tight end, we've had at uh, 17. Um, I think Pete Smith is keen of that. And I think uh, John uh, Cosmo, he also said uh, potentially a tight end at 17. That'd be uh, interesting. I personally would like another defensive end just to really finish off that, uh, the edge of the, of the D line or, and uh, a real big uh, DT. And that, yeah. And then the second thing you guys, so that kind of leads into my, what I was talking about is that if you take a defensive lineman like Simmons in the first round, then are you hoping that DK Metcalf falls to the second round at receiver? Is that where you go next? Because I think Baker Mayfield, part of the genius of what he did as a rookie was he did it without – like Jarvis Landry's good, but Jarvis Landry isn't Julio Jones or, you know, an Antonio Brown. So do you go get a Marquise Brown from Oklahoma? Is that the pick? I do think they need to address receiver in some way in this draft, but I don't know how they go about doing it. I don't know how, you know, are you going to push that in free agency? And that would kind of impact my answer on – who they should take in the second round. Yeah, I think you're looking at a wide receiver. For me, I would go third round, but it wouldn't surprise me if we go in the second. I think it's something that's getting addressed somewhere on day two. Um, It just makes sense. There's a lot of people talking about some really good quality in that second and third round. Yeah, I would like a wide receiver uh, third, fourth round. I'm in no rush to get a wide receiver. Uh, A tight end, maybe before. But definitely um, uh, cornerback, defensive end, defensive tackle, two or three, one in free agent, one in, um, in, the, in the mocks, uh, in, in the draft, free agent. So, um, yeah, I'm uh, holding back on a wide receiver. Well, and it's interesting you guys mentioned tight end too. So the two Iowa tight ends, there's a lot, I think, and we're going to see this as we go along with uh, Hawkinson and Fant. I watched a lot of them. I watched a lot of Big Ten football. And there's going to be are these guys first round tight ends? I'm not so I'm not sure any either one is a top top twenty pick, but if you get into thirty to forty, Fant's really good. He he is. He was impressive. He was a little banged up this year. Um, or the other route you could go is take Irv Smith, this big Alabama tight end that he looks the part, right? He looks the part of that Jared Cook. Um, you know, that type of mismatch in the scene where you're like, sometimes you're like, how is a human being that big that fast? And then uh, other times he, he disappeared in some games. So I, I think those are the three tight ends. If the Browns were to go there, that's certainly a position that I don't think Baker would argue if they went and grabbed another big tight end. No, I think 
yeah, it's on our wish list, isn't it, Jack? The tight end. Yeah, no, it's, it's something you can add. And I think Freddie Kitchens is keen to look at the two tight end sets. So uh, I, th- I think it could be something that's really productive for the Browns. You guys are in a good spot. If you're a Browns fan going into this draft, like I said, it's not about – I don't think there's one area where you're like, the Browns are horrible. They, they can't – they don't have something here. I think it's just about adding more pieces for Baker on offense and adding depth on a defense that I'm excited to see – how Denzel Ward develops, you know, how Jabril Peppers fits into this new scheme. That's the one thing they've done the last two drafts for sure is they've kind of hit the first and second round out of the park. And if you do that a third year, you can't, I mean, you just can't, you can't help but to believe. I've been saying it up here without hesitation. I think this is a playoff team next year. How far in the playoffs we'll see. But it's about what they add, free agency and draft. I think it's going to happen. Bill, what do you think our win-to-loss record will be next season? Well, I, you know, that's the thing. Their schedule, there's an opportunity. Um, I think it starts with winning the opener, whoever that opener may be. Uh, the division is there's an opportunity because I think the Bengals are a mess. I, I, don't, I don't know what they're going to do with their first-year head coach. I don't think they can win that division. Uh, the Steelers have very interesting offseason as well. And I do see a Browns-Ravens rivalry on the horizon here. I know it's a rivalry. Don't get me wrong. Now it's real, though, with Baker and Lamar uh, going back and forth. So I think the 10 wins is a possibility. And I'm saying that, again, without hesitation. I think 10 wins should be the goal. If you get to 10, everything over that kind of ups your playoff standing. And I think they will get in the playoffs. And – if I had to pick an AFC North winner today, I would probably still go waver back and forth between them and Pittsburgh because I still think Pittsburgh has a ton of talent. But the Browns are going to be right in there up until week 17 next year. Awesome. No, thank you so much for coming on. Um, just plug your Twitter again just so if anyone um, is looking can uh, grab you and find you. Yeah, I'm at BillBender92 at SportingNews.com. Um, also on Facebook. And I'm... I'm now expecting to talk to you guys before the draft. Maybe we can do a full on uh, draft preview or some more Browns offseason stuff. As long as I'm talking Browns, I'm always comfortable with it. And I can tell you guys have a lot of passion for it. I appreciate you having me on. No worries. Thank you so much for coming on. We'll see if we can slot you in after free agency when uh, it really heats up. But no, thank you for doing our uh, finishing off our fantastic showcase of uh, um, sort of draft previews before free agency to give everyone a really good taste of what's out there. And uh, it's going to be an exciting draft. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. But make sure you go out, guys. Um, check out um, Bill's work. But uh, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review. Um, just get on board. Um, come find us on Twitter. It's at Jack Duffin. It's at Paul Brown underscore UK. You can get him on Instagram as well. But thank you for being part of the show. We really appreciate it. And have a good evening.